Near the French Indochina border are two plantations, one belonging to an Englishman named Smythe Heatherstone. The other estate belongs to the notorious Dragon Lady. But a man named Baron de Plexus operates the place. Pat Ryan is going to the Heatherstone plantation to become the manager and to investigate the strange disappearance of the former manager, Dylan King. Terry Lee is with Pat. Now, in just a moment, today's transcribed adventure takes you on these adventures. Jerry and the Pirates is brought to you by the makers of Libby's Tomato Juice, one of Libby's hundred famous foods. These days, everybody's asking himself, what can I do to help win the war? Well, there are at least two very important things that every one of us can do. One is to buy United States defense bonds and stamps. You know, you can get a defense stamp for only ten cents, and every stamp you buy is a step toward victory. The other thing that every single one of us should do is to try to keep well and strong. That means, among other things, that you should eat correctly, that you should get plenty of protective foods. Protective foods are those rich in vitamins and minerals. And one of the grandest of them all is Libby's tomato juice. Libby's tomato juice is grand because it's such a good source of vitamins, and it's grand for flavor, too. Just taste it, and you'll know more than I can tell you about it, about its flavor, how gloriously refreshing it is with the rich goodness of sun-ripe tomatoes. Yes, you can taste all that, but you can't taste the vitamins. They're there just the same, though, lots of them. Libby's tomato juice is an excellent source of vitamin C and of vitamin A, and it also contains vitamin B1 and vitamin G. Libby's tomato juice is a drink your whole family will be keen about. They'll like it for breakfast or dinner or between meals. So ask Mother to get some Libby's tomato juice. And now, Terry and the Pirates. Terry and Pat have traveled from Irrawaddy to Hanoi by plane, and from Hanoi to the interior town of Leokai by train. They encountered Slugger Dunn, a tough hoodlum, who is on his way to the Deplexus Plantation with a shipment of, uh, well, the labels on the crates say, farm implements. But Terry and Pat believe the items are really airplane parts. Pat Ryan has decided to send for April King. It was her brother, Dylan, who vanished from the plantation, and Pat thinks April's presence might help reveal a clue to what really happened to Dylan. But now our friends have arrived in the little town of Leokai with its tropical houses and two-story hotels. As they walked away from the station, they saw Slugger Dunn checking the wooden boxes. And Terry said, I wonder if Slugger Dunn will join us at the hotel. No, I don't think you'll get a room there. You'll have the natives load those crates on wagons and haul them out to the Plexus Plantation. How far is that? Oh, a couple of miles, I suppose. Uh-huh. Hey, this sure is a jungle town, huh? Yeah. This is the jumping-off place, all right. Did you send a wire for April? Yeah, before we left the railway station. Just a line. She'll understand. You don't like the idea, do you? Bringing April out here? Well, it's no place for a woman, and... Well, what can April do to help us find out about her brother? Frankly, Terry, I don't know. But anybody who comes out here related to Dylan Kane is bound to cause talk. But April is... Sure, sure, that's just it. She's so helpless. Almost everybody drops their guard when they're around her. People think because she's young and wide-eyed and slow in the uptake that she's easily fooled. But you and I know better. Of course, if it gets out that April has come here to investigate the disappearance of her brother and has enlisted us to help her, well, that might make the guilty party show their hand, huh? I think so. We'll see. April ought to be here in Leo Kai within two days. 
You think the Plexus or the Dragon Lady or both had something to do with getting rid of Dylan King? I do, and I'll tell you why. There's a private flying field on the Plexus property. It's not far from the China border. Those so-called farm implements in those crates are... Airplane parts. I'll bet they are. Well, in order to get those airplane parts to the Plexus plantation, the wagons have to follow a road that cuts across the Smythe Heatherstone property. Well, Dylan Kane may have learned about the operations, the assembly of planes, the invaders with the Plexus field. I see, and Kane may have threatened to expose the whole business. Sure, and what a blow-up that would have been. Just imagine, the Plexus shipping in airplane parts... Assembling planes for the invaders so they could fly across the border to bomb China? So the, the Plexus crowd may have gotten rid of Kane to shut him up. It's logical. Well, we'll soon see who's doing what to who and who's getting paid. Right now, I'm interested in that hotel up ahead. The only one in Leocard, I suppose. Yeah, we can't be choosy this time. Well, that plane was no magic carpet. I could do it some sleep. Sorry, for the time being, I mean, or at the hotel. Until we go to the plantation, we better pretend we're part of a, well, a geological expedition. What I don't know about geology would make a big book, and a funny one. Well, very few people do know anything about such stuff, so we're fairly safe. We'll learn more if we don't say anything about my connection with the Heatherstone Plantation and all that. Okay, I'll be as dumb as I look. Let's go in and register. Yeah, this isn't a bad-looking hotel for such an out-of-the-way place. There's going to be a strange series of events occurring in the small hotel at Leo Kai, but they can wait. I think we'd better swing across the rough countryside and look in on the solidly built Plexus Plantation House. We hear two voices that we've heard before. Listen. I should have known better than to leave here and go to Erawadi. Soon as my back is turned, the blundering fool says to you, said, hey, yeah, but I didn't have nothing to do with anything, boss. And don't call me boss. Okay, boss. This whole thing is getting out of hand. I moved here for a few days, and what happened? I specifically ordered that no law be broken, that no attention be called to what we are doing. Then this, this villain came, got out of sight. Well, why tell me about it, boss? It's the first time I ever been here. I came with the freight, and you I'm telling you because... Yes, of course, you know nothing. I'm just reporting that those farm... Imp- those farm, uh... Them farm things and them crates, you know, are in some wagons outside. Uh, he's the second white man to disappear from the adjoining plantation since we've been working on this enterprise. Men working here say they know nothing about King. Nothing at all. What happened to him, boy? And don't call me Bart. Okay, boy. I mean, Byron. My men say they know nothing about him. Well, I don't know what happened to him. But suspicion points to this place. Well, this whole thing is the goofiest setup I ever worked on. I wish to heaven it wasn't, I tell you that. I have a million dollar job to do. And when strange things begin to happen, well, I can't afford investigation, that's all. Wish I could help you, boy, uh, Baron. But Detective Wake ain't up my alley. <laughs> Gee, you know, if that gent on a train from Hanoi was here, I bet he could unravel any mystery. I'd be glad to have some... But... What that you said? Gee, Baron, he was smart, no kidding. And a nice guy, too. He told me all about myself, just like a fortune teller, only better. What are you trying to say? He had a young fellow with him, a smart lad, too. They told me all about myself. You know, they said them farm impl- them farm, them farm things was airplane parts. Who is it? Who were they? I don't know. They got off at the station. Leo Kai. Their names, done. their names. I don't know. Oh, wait, now let's see. One was called Pat. Yeah. And the other... Terry. Terry Lee, yeah. Wait. 
Seth Ryan and Terry Lee. Hmm. They didn't travel to Indochina by accident. Huh? Why didn't you tell me about these men before? Oh, gee, how was I to know that? I know, I know. It didn't occur to you that... Well, this is news. And Mr. Ryan said those crates contained airplane parts, huh? But he didn't look in a single crate, boss. I know he didn't. I wonder why he came to Leo Kai. Well, I suppose it's just a question of time before he'll show up with some kind of a story. You know him? Oh, him, Mr. Dunn. And for myself, it is most accurate. <laughs> this complicates things. But Mr. Ryan had best be careful. Now, come with me. We'll dispose of the freight boxes. And then I want the wiring on the alarm system checked thoroughly. Seems I'll have to take a personal interest in Ryan as young Mr. Lee. Yeah, it's me. What are you expecting? What time is it? Well, you've been asleep about an hour. You got the whole night ahead of you, Terry. Where have you been, downstairs? Yeah. Just checking up with the owner of this hotel. Oh, yeah, I think so. He's a funny looking person, so kind of artificial looking. So you noticed it too? I'll bet that gray hair is your own. Well, I can't hang you for that. Madam Sood is very interesting just the same. There's quite a woman to operate a small hotel way out here in Leo Kai. She's quite a character. What did you find out about... Dylan Kane? Yeah. I, I thought it was too soon to ask, but... Oh, I did wrangle a map of this territory from Madam Sood. Look here. Now, here. Here's the village of Leo Kai. This area here is the Smythe Heatherstone Plantation. Yeah. And there's a creek that divides his place and the Deflexus place up here. Oh, yeah, I get it. And this road here from the village. Notice how it winds across the Heatherstone property with its X, marking the Plexus house? So, we have the village here, next to it, the Heatherstone place, and next to that, the Plexus place. Right. And notice also, only a few miles from the Plexus plantation is the China border. Well, we've got something to go by now. Tomorrow we can start exploring, huh? I think so. This Madam Stude, you think she believes it? About being part of a scientific outfit and all that? Yeah. I doubt it. She just looked at me, no expression at all. When I mentioned geology, she just said, Oui, monsieur, it is a pleasure to have the men of science as guests at the Hotel of Madame Sud. Yeah, she talks that way. Must be French, huh? Would <laughs> you think I was imitating a cow on a railroad okay, track? Okay, okay. So I hold up my map and we turn in for the night. Little pet. There's something about Madame Sue that I seem to recognize. Mm. You know, I had the same feeling. Like she was somebody we ought to know. A stranger. It wasn't a stranger at all. She's almost 60 years old, I should say. I don't know anybody in China. Or any place, for that matter, as old as that. <laughs> Odd we should both have the same idea about it. What was that? What? Look at somebody passed the rock through the open window. Let's take a look outside. There's enough moonlight to see if there's anybody there. Must have come from the road. See anybody down there? Yeah, there's Madame Sue. She's sitting in a chair in the far corner of the building. But, but why would she throw a rock up here? Oh, she's got a paper, paper wrapped around. Paper, maybe it's a message. Maybe it would toss it into us. Well, yeah, let's have a gander at it. Well, well listen to this. 
scribbled in thick black pencil. Yeah? It reads, For your own safety, leave Leo Kai immediately. For your own safety, leave Leo Kai immediately. Somebody's warning us in a hurry, Pat. We, we only just got here. Uh-huh, it isn't time. We don't know if the warning is from a friend or an enemy. I wonder who could have tossed the message through the window. I don't know. But it begins to look as though things are really beginning to happen. Uh, I'm not going to let anything happen to tomorrow. I'm going to bed. Good night, Terry. But, Pat, golly, we're, we're in danger, maybe. Good night. Strange, unsigned message. The peculiar Madame Sturge runs the hotel at Lonesome Lair's Kai. The nearby plantation reflects the unexpected arrival of April Teen. Well, there's enough thrills awaiting you and you and you. Enough thrills to last a lifetime. I'll tell you something about tomorrow's thrills in just a moment. But remember, boys and girls, you're going to ask Mother to get some Libby tomato juice. Tell her it's marvelous, tasting and rich in vitamins. She knows you need vitamin C and vitamin A, and Libby's tomato juice gives them to you in generous amounts. And it contains vitamin C1 and G as well. Now, what do you go for the flavor of Libby's tomato juice? Flavor that has made it famous for years. Now, to get that flavor, you want to be sure it's Libby's tomato juice. The name is spelled L-I-B-B-Y-S. Now, on tomorrow's transcribed adventure, Pat and Terry are going for a walk to see if they can pick up any clues to the missing Dylan King, April's brother. And what they discover will surprise you, and them too. So keep a date for this fairy tale, will you?